Hey everyone and welcome to a new episode. Um, well, today's episode is actually very special because I'm going to be reviewing Machete for PS5. So, no, I'm not going to review this decision because I just got into Legends and god damn you, Tsushima, let me go. And this review is getting far more complicated than I ever anticipated because there is so much to still talk about and I don't want to make a separate episode for Legends because I just summarize it basically I don't want to make a huge episode out of it everything that I wanted to say I said it in the impressions um, so the review will be a culmination of all of that but yeah Legends is an amazing addition to this game like wow so cool <laughs> Um, I, I do have some concerns, that's why I'm still playing it, because technically it's now part of the Ghost Shima experience. So I'm trying to make sure if I understood a few things correctly, because it may or may not have a little bit of an effect for the final score. Depends. I mean, let's hope that it's not what I think it is. Otherwise, then, no. Hell no. Anywho. Let's continue with Maquette. Maquette for PS5 was apparently made by a studio or publisher, I think it's actually a publisher, not a studio, a publisher called Anapurina? I mean, just give me a second, I want to say this right, I've seen them on Twitter many, many times, but unfortunately I never got the name right. Okay, so... Here we go. Developer is Graceful Decay and publisher. I got it right, it was a publisher. It's called Anapurna. Anapurna? Anapurna? For God's sake, I don't know how to pronounce it. Please forgive me. I think Anapurna is maybe correct. Hopefully. Anyways, this game has been made kind of exclusively for PlayStation because it's available on PlayStation 4, 5, and PC. And Usually that's what we call exclusives, because exclusives to one console. And playing maquette on PS5 has been quite an amazing experience, actually, for some reasons. One, the loading is just astoundingly fast, like super fast, especially when you want to load the save. The features for the adaptive triggers and haptic feedback is just as amazing. There are not too many of them, but Still, it feels great. I mean, whenever the adaptive trigger is not in play, I, I, don't, I don't feel right with it. But this uses it in a good way. Not in a very revolutionary way. No, it doesn't. But it's still good that it uses it. Thank you. Haptic feedback, on the other hand, is actually quite interesting. While I didn't get to see it used many times, it has its moments. And that's one and for me. So yeah, not a huge focus on the controller, but however, the atmosphere, the environment, everything about it is so damn beautiful. And what is here at the center of this game is its story. It's romantic story that pulls you in very quickly and doesn't let go. But it's also its Achilles heel, unfortunately. Now the game and its different puzzles are very fun to do. They work on sciences, basically. So, 
There are a few tricks here and there on how to actually make them look bigger or smaller. And there are three different versions of the world that you're in, small, medium, and large. And, well, once you go through them and you have to solve the puzzles, the way that you have to do them, you have to really think outside the box. You have to investigate every little nook and cranny. It's not like, you know, if you, if you don't look for it, there's no way you can actually solve it. So you have to be very perceptive and very careful. So that's, that's actually a great thing, I think, because it needs you to be maybe something you're not. And the puzzle solving is actually very enjoyable. It's quite amazing and fun and very different than, well, from what I've seen. It's not to say that this is vastly different from The Witness or uh, Stanley Parable or Super, uh, Superliminal? Yeah, Superliminal? Anything like that? No. But it's its own game and it's still very enjoyable. Because the story is enjoyable, the gameplay is enjoyable, the puzzles are actually pretty good, and it's kind of unbelievable to me that these puzzles could have been solved in a very quick time, a speedrun kind of time. Like basically, if you know everything, the whole game can be completed in under, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes. I, I didn't time myself, but that's, that's how fast you can actually go. Because, you know, the trophies, they don't take much. And the game is short, but sweet. Now, like I said, the gameplay is very beautiful. The environment is super beautiful. Especially the first two chapters, not the prologue, but the first two chapters are absolutely wonderful to behold. And when it comes to the third chapter, that's actually my least favorite chapter because it's not exactly there. It's not exactly dark, it's not exactly cheery. It's somewhere in between, and I don't like that. But when it comes to chapter four through six, the narrative changes, and well, I agree with that aspect. I agree because you know the gameplay also changes, and even though chapter four there's not much in the way of gameplay, it's actually very short, and gameplay is not that complicated to begin with. Chapter five is actually quite something, because you know the way it works is mind blowing. The way you actually have to know what to do. And chapter six, again, something mind blowing, something that I thought that. Huh, maybe this could have been possible in next gen, and I see that that was also available on PS4. So, great job. Anyways, the gameplay is amazing, the environments are amazing. I actually saw IGN critic the game for you not being able to interact with the environment. I actually agree on that, and for a good reason. Now, this is where I get into the story, and why it's, it's on Achilles' heel. I think that overall, everything that was recorded by these actors, who I think um, are Bryce Dallas Howard, and the other one is Seth, something, Seth Green, maybe? Am I saying it correctly? And the thing is that even though they do an admirable job, it doesn't feel like you know all these dialogues put together could reach even five minutes of dialogue. It's so short. And one thing I actually do agree with IGN is that I would have loved to interact with everything in these worlds, like unlocking, I don't know, the fair world or the party, as my friend's house world, whatever you want to call it. 
They don't have names, so I'm making them up. I would have loved to actually go interact with different objects to see how they experienced each other, how they felt about each other a little bit more. Now, why is that? Because the story in the first two chapters is actually amazing. In the prologue, actually, it sets it up very well. And when you get to this story in chapter three, it's just a huge 180 turn for no reason. That's what I hate. You're never given any indication. You might say that, no, there is indication. There's this, there's that. It's explained. No, no, no. That's not the problem. The problem is that when you set these characters up in a certain way, you cannot suddenly turn around and say, okay, I'm going to explain two lines and move on. No. It's very different. And as you move on, it becomes even less of an exposition. So it would have been nice if you could interact with your environment, learn more about them, what drove these characters apart, or to, to be with each other. It could have been a lot more. And I don't know, feels like a missed opportunity. I don't know if they blew the budget on these voice actors. And let me be honest, anybody else could have done an amazing job. This job could have went to anyone else. I'm not saying that they're bad at what they're doing. No, they're amazing. But if the budget was cut heavily because of this, then I would have been fine with anybody else doing it and doing an admirable job regardless. We didn't need celebrities to do this. However, while the game does feel <laughs> incomplete, it's still an amazing experience. It's still something that when you play, you get a good feeling from it. Maybe you feel sad, maybe you feel happy, or happiness and sadness kind of thing. The game is beautiful. The story is something that many people could relate to. And gameplay-wise, it will keep you up for at least a few hours, not a lot. If you're smart, you'll probably breeze through it. If you're not, don't worry. Use the walkthrough, use the activity cards by PlayStation to help yourself. There are many ways that you can actually cheat the game and move forward. But the thing is that it's still a journey and it feels good. And I enjoyed it. I think that the game was good. It had a lot to say, but I still think, and I need confirmation on this, that this game could have been something more, was going to be something more, but they lost the budget. That's what I think. I don't know. If this was the plan all along, then you went the wrong way. But if no, this was going to be bigger, but they blew the budget, that's a different story. And here's another thing that I think the game is missing. I don't want a photo mode. <laughs> Let's get this clear. It doesn't need a photo mode. It's already very beautiful and you can take screenshots because you're in first person perspective. But I would have loved to have chapter select. There are a few chapters I would love to revisit and do it again and you challenge myself once more. But there is no chapter select. All you have are manual saves, which is only three of them. One of them is reserved for autosave. So basically, only three different chapters. That's what you can actually reserve for yourself. And honestly, yeah, I could probably see that I don't want to do chapter four or chapter five. 
I would definitely love to do chapter one and two, six, because it was challenging at first, even though it's not that that much of a challenge, especially once you figure it out. It's not a challenge at all. But three, I don't want to because, I don't know, I don't really like chapter three. It could actually be one of the biggest departures from gameplay. That's why that, I think that some people will actually like it so much. I don't like it. And it's my personal preference. I'm not saying it's a bad chapter. The new gameplay that you're introduced to, all of that are very good, but I don't like it. Anyways, um, yeah. So if you have PS5, or if you don't, if you don't, just you know put it in your library until you have one, hopefully. But if you do, do yourself a favor. Download the game. Not only is it easy to platinum, especially if you use a guide, and by guide I mean you know, more facet puzzles. It takes only two playthroughs. There's only one bug that you have to you know restart the game, but you know, because of how fast the loading is, it's not an issue at all. Like if, if this was PS4, I'd probably get angry, like why does it take so long for one trophy? But because of PS5's super fast SSD, you don't have to worry, it just you know, loads up as soon as possible, you go in, you do what you need to. If you need to restart the game, you still do it, and it takes only a second to load into the game. That's how fast the game is. So yeah, do yourself a favor, play the game, and enjoy the story. I don't know uh, if you won't feel like me, feeling that the story took a dark turn for no reason. Especially if there's a trophy that is super dark once you think about it. But if you liked it, please tell me. I would love to know your opinions on this game. I liked it and I'm giving it an 8. I enjoy it so much. The puzzles, the challenges, the story, even though I feel it's incomplete. And there were a few bugs. Or at least they looked like bugs, but I'm pretty sure they were bugs. But they're not going to hinder your experience at all. In fact, the game is a pretty good one. And should they actually make an anthology out of this? Another story, but the same gameplay? I would be down. Even if they tweak the gameplay, still down. <laughs> I mean, I'm down for any kind of puzzle game from this studio. Pretty good you know, puzzle game. So good. So anyways, like I said, do yourself a favor, download it. Have fun with it, and I hope that you'll have a great time with it. Don't forget, you also have three more games to enjoy. One of them is a PlayStation VR game, Farpoint. The other one is Final Fantasy VII Remake, which does not include the free upgrade to PS5 version, which I actually totally understand. It's actually a fair thing. If you're giving people who bought it for free, there's no reason that people who didn't buy it should get the upgrade for free. I mean. Let's be fair, we're not entitled. As far as we are concerned, it was a great move by Square Enix to even give it away for free on PS4. Okay? Don't be greedy. And we also have Remnant from The Ashes, which actually has me intrigued, especially the co-op. I'm gonna play that after I play a little bit more Ghost of Tsushima Legends. Pretty cool expansion. I, although I have some critics, but it's not an effect goes to Tsushima's own score. No, that's a different score. This will be a separate score, basically, because you know, it's an expansion. There's a need to be part of it. But, you know, for that, I'm giving a separate score. So anyways, 
Thank you guys for joining. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And of course, um, Ghost of Tsushima review, the full review, will be coming very soon. I'm sorry that's taking a bit long, but I didn't think that the Legends mode would take me this long to play, finish, and enjoy. So, thank you. Thank you for joining, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, please um, share, subscribe, and I don't know if it's follow on your preferred platform, please follow me. And, you know, please share. It'll help me a lot to have more people listen to the podcast. I hope that you guys like it. I hope you like the content. And thank you again for joining and i hope to see you guys very soon until next time bye bye